why don't we um, why don't we just open up in prayer this is our last session eight of eight so father you are a good good father and it's up to us to believe it and you call us good and it's up to us to believe it I release a spirit of the father and mother on this group and anybody that is watching the spirit of a father and a mother to us all what's the word say we have lots of prophets not a lot of fathers I believe that's it Lord make us fathers and mothers not just for our kids but for the kids of the world make us disciples and disciplers we thank you Lord in Jesus name we pray amen hey cat I think the new ones are up here I don't know if you got you got eight of eight back there rules versus relationships okay they're up here quick review revelation imagination authority and covenant love one time I bought a book it cost me a hundred dollars guess what I did with that book one time somebody gave me a book guess what I did with it I didn't read it what's the difference one had value it wasn't the cost one had value the other one didn't right after Christ died on the cross the veil was torn in two to, re to reveal the value of the Father Does anybody have their Bible with them today turn to uh, Proverbs 25 2 anybody Proverbs 25 2 I'd like somebody to read it out for me volunteer from the audience Proverbs 25 verse 2 glory of God to conceal it why in the world would God hide something for us what do we just say about the hundred dollar book because it has value right if this stuff was didn't cost anything it wouldn't be worth anything first one in our series was revelation without this guys all of the rest of it is trash if you don't get a revelation from the Lord of who you are in the kingdom who you are as a father or mother who you are as a discipler the rest of this is literally rules and regulations and it will breed death if you don't have revelation you don't have anything father reveal stuff to us Lord. let us know who we are second one we we met with was imagination what are you actually conceiving or creating in your mind this is the details behind the revelation I think this is our part so Lord you you revealed a little bit to me now I'm gonna put all the texture and the color and 
and the details to this imagination of what my disciple or my child will be. Then we went to authority. You are the one responsible. Guess what? Pastor Ray and the elders are not responsible for it. It's you. You take authority over your family in the spirit, in the soul, and in the body. Then we went to our foundation, the thing that everything else rests on in its covenant love. Claire says, I will serve you 100%, no matter what, not expecting anything in return. And I do the same. That is the perfect marriage. That is the perfect way to disciple. It is the perfect way to father. It's the perfect way to be a child. But until they get to that 100%, we provide the 100%. And how do we do it in covenant love? We look up and say, Father, how are you doing this? I did that this morning. I had to look up and say, what about today, Father? What are you doing? And he showed me. It's monkey see, monkey do. He did it, then we do it. And it's our responsibility as parents to show our kids how to look up and see the Father for themselves. Next, we have expectations. Expectations is our true identity. Kid, this is who you are. Why? Because God said it. You're not stupid. You're not ugly. You're not going to fail like the rest of them. God says you're a conqueror. God says you're beautiful and smart. You're intelligent and you're an overcomer in your school, in your college, in your life, whatever. Why is that true? Because God said it. Doesn't matter what my grandparents said or my aunt or uncle or my lineage of sin. That's been broken and covered. God said it. Then, here's the hard one for us. We have to do it first. We have to model it. And when we don't model it, we have to ask for forgiveness pretty quick. I did that yesterday with Jonathan. Jonathan, I blew it. 18 years old. I blew it, Jonathan. Will you forgive me? Guess what's that teaching him? He will blow it. And it's okay to ask for forgiveness. Put down that pride and ask for forgiveness. Then we talked about communication. Communication is not one way. It's not like sending a text and you say, Oh, I got it. Or I sent you the text. I have communicated. No. It takes... Feedback from the other person. What you're saying is this. In tone, in, um, in all the other different areas of communication, you must complete the cycle. Last week we talked about discipline. How to beat your kids and get away with it. No, unless it's in checkers or something. A disciple is a teacher. Right? We are teachers. Whether it is our kids someone at school and guess what even if you don't think you're a teacher you're teaching you're teaching by your attitude oh that that guy's a christian over there look at the bad attitude you're teaching amen and guess what we're going to be held accountable for that so as we take this mantle of discipling wherever you go whatever words you say if it is doubt words or fear words or death words you're teaching be a good teacher. Look up and see what the Father's doing. Okay. So now we are getting into rules versus relationship. This is where the mature parent finally gets to. Yes, there is a place for rules, but what's more important? 
your set of rules or the relationship. I would like to hand it over to the lovely Miss Claire Dunham. All right, in building a relationship, it starts when they're babies or when you first meet someone. And one of the foundations of rules versus relationships is to give them what they need. When they are a baby, they're not going to give you much. You need to meet their needs. When Jessica was a baby, she wanted to be held all the time. Dad couldn't even hold her until she was about six months old without her screaming her head off. She needed to be held by mom. Now when I held her, she was happy as could be. She would smile at others, she would coo at others, interact with them, but she needed to be held by mom. Other kids weren't like that. I got all kinds of advice. Oh, you're spoiling her. She's gonna learn to cry all the time and you'll have to hold her all the time. I'm not holding her anymore, so obviously that's not true. <laughs> um, so basically, thank goodness, God put one person in my life who recommended a book to me, and it was Dr. Sears's The High Need Child. And I read that book, and it gave me a lot of information, and a lot of it was different kids have different needs. Some kids just need more than others. When they're a baby and they're crying, that's the only way they have to communicate that they need something. And sometimes they just need to be held. Okay? It doesn't mean they're manipulative. Okay? A six-month-old baby is not manipulating you when they are crying. They cry because they need something. Jessica needed to be held all the time. That was what she was communicating. As long as I held her, she was happy, so I knew that that was meeting her need. Now, it took until she was about three and a half before she would stay in the nursery the whole time without me being called to come and get her because she needed mom. She needed that safe home base. So once you give them that foundation of trust, then they start to feel free to move beyond that and start exploring the world. She always knew mom was nearby, but she could go and explore and figure out and come back to mom when things got scary because I was right there still for a very long time. So children can explore and develop from a foundation that is secure and dependable. Because I started out giving her what she needed as a baby, she knew mom would be there to take care of what she needed and I met her needs. And so then she was like, okay, this is, this is a good world. I can depend on mom. I'm safe, and so she could go out and explore. So if you build a foundation of trust, it leads to emotional security. Okay? Then also find older mothers that can offer encouragement. I was very thankful for that other mom that encouraged me to go ahead and meet her needs, that it was okay to not let her just scream and cry because she wanted to be held. All right, another way to meet their needs and to build that relationship is to cut the sandwich different. Now, I told you different kids need different things. Again, with Jessica, she happened to need for me to cut the sandwich different every day at lunch. It became a game. 
One day I cut it, you know, diagonal. And she came up to me and she said, cut the sandwich different, Mom. I said, okay. So I cut it up and down. And then the next day, cut the sandwich different, Mom. I said, you mean like yesterday? Because I cut it different yesterday. No, no, different. So it became a game. Could I come up with a different way to cut the sandwich every single day for quite a long time? It was very challenging. Sometimes it was down the middle with the one side cut into three pieces. Sometimes half of it was diagonal and the other half was straight lines. And I mean, we came up with a lot of combinations of sandwich cutting over the course of that phase that she went through. But what it showed her was that she was important enough for me to take that little extra step to just cut the sandwich different. It was more than cutting the sandwich different, it was communicating to her, you're important to me. Playing this little game of cut the sandwich different is important. So discover how your child receives love and meet them there. It probably won't be cutting a sandwich different, but they'll let you know if you pay attention. So they feel like they're valuable to you when you spend time on them. Sometimes we spend too much time saying, I don't have time to cut the sandwich different. Okay? But when you take the time, you're communicating that they have value. So are you communicating that your child takes too much of your time? Little acts of love show them their value. How many of us feel special when somebody just does a little something for us, just to show us they care? A coworker, a friend, sends you a text. Hey, I noticed you were having a hard day. How you doing? How does that make you feel? Well, your kids need that too. They need that little extra. It doesn't cost much, but it shows them how important they are to you. I've got a question. You think God cares about cutting our sandwich different? He's a good dad. He is interested, I mean really interested in the details of how you like your sandwich cut. He is not too busy for your details on how you like things done. Amen? Amen. All right, we're going to be talking about a discipler versus a dictator. <clears throat> what is a discipler again? What's another word for a discipler? A teacher. All right? You know the guy there on the other side. In this last section of the seminar, we wanted to go over to, uh, some of the main points. Um, we talked about authority, about communication, about being an example. In Matthew 28, 19, Jesus tells to go and make disciples, and Claire, have I, Claire and I have taken this to heart, and our first disciples were our children. Our house rules and order have its place, but we are first ruled by the grace of God. Our number one rule in our house is the grace of God. We taught this uh, in our seminar, and this, this philosophy of parenting is like building a house. From the foundation of covenant love, 
this one you take that one. Okay. From, we taught in the seminar that our parenting philosophy is like building a house. From the foundation of covenant love to the walls of authority, communication, expectation, model behavior, and discipline. And now we're going to end with rules versus relationship. However, if you do not cover this philosophy in God's grace, then you might act like a dictator. Which one are you? A teacher, a discipler, or a dictator? Let's start with covenant love. So uh, rules versus relationship covers all the areas of life. You always need to think, am I letting rules get in the way of the relationship? In covenant love, if you have wrong motives behind a loving act and you demand love in return, then you're acting like a dictator because you're demanding something in return. A parent who disciples will love expecting nothing in return. This does not come naturally. It comes supernaturally. So ask God for his power and grace to love supernaturally. Authority. If you've been given authority over your family, and it is your responsibility to use it in all three areas of spirit, soul, and body, however, this is where a dictator can really be abusive. If you do not rule in a loving way, and with kindness, then your children can be turned away from your leadership. Ephesians 6, 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline or teaching and instruction of the Lord. And Colossians 3.21. Fathers, do not exasperate your children so that they will so they will not lose heart. This may be difficult, and it may not come naturally, but ask God for his power and grace to rule supernaturally. Communication. A dictator has one-way communication, always talking, never listening. A dictator is always right and can't hear their spouse or their children or the others around them. Those who disciple will be patient in their listening, giving time for others to communicate the way they need to communicate. When someone needs to vent, the discipler will patiently listen without taking offense. This is, not, this is difficult and does not come naturally, but you can ask God for his power and grace to communicate supernaturally. Model behavior. Do as I say, not as I do, says the dictator. I'm the boss in this house and you will obey. This attitude creates reclusive slaves. A discipler will set the example and show the children how it is done first. Then, with gentleness and patience, lead the child into correct behavior. Discipler knows that to have a long-term behavior change, the thinking must change first. Setting the example in a consistent way is difficult, 
and may not come naturally, but ask God for his power and grace to behave supernaturally. Discipline. This is the favorite of the dictator. The beatings will stop when the morale improves, is his motto. Everything is managed with fear of punishment. But those parents who disciple will set clear boundaries for the loving protection of the child. They will also communicate clearly what will happen when the boundaries are crossed and execute punishment in an emotionless way followed by love and affection. Anger has no place in punishment. This may be difficult and does not come naturally, but if you ask God for his power and grace, you can discipline supernaturally. And rules versus relationship. For a dictator, it's all about the rules. A parent who disciples uses rules appropriately for the purpose of building strong relationships. Fear of losing control drives the dictator to implement more and more rules. A discipler knows that love covers a multitude of sins, and the reason behind the rules leads to a strong, effective, awesome, world-changing kid. This may be difficult and won't come naturally, but ask God for his power and grace to rule, to use rules to build relationships. So, which one are you? A discipler or a dictator? Amen? Amen. We're going to end it up here with the journey of parenting. I'm just going to read this off. Parenting is a journey, not a set of rules. Claire wrote a chapter on enjoying the age of your kids. In that same thought, look for wisdom, guidance, and grace for the age that they're at right now. We have talked a lot about the principles and guidelines we use on raising our kids, but for each age they are at, we had to return to the Lord and ask for his wisdom including now, once they're leaving the nest. This journey of parenting is a way, has a way of maturing you, the parent. It is humbling and forces you to either run away from your problems or run to God for help with your problems. At the time of the writing of this book, Jessica, my eldest, had just left for college in California. Jonathan was finishing up his last year of high school and enrolling in a junior college and working part-time. Jordan was in a charter school on the volleyball team and talking about traveling to Haiti next summer. What happened to those little babies of mine? I look back on the time when they were all under 10 years old and thought to myself, wow, it was easy compared to what I'm dealing with now. But the truth is, at the time they were, they were 10, I just was as lost and needing the same kind of wisdom I am seeking today. My prayer is, God, you are a giver of wisdom, and you said in your word that you would give it freely. So I ask for wisdom today. 
Show me how to be the best parent I can be for my kids today. He is faithful, and he has always come through. However, because we're on this journey, we don't, uh, God won't give us the wisdom we need for five years from now. Worse yet, a set of rules that you can impose like a dictator. No, God is all about relationship and walking with you on your journey. He is as concerned for you as you are for your kids. If he just gave you a set of rules and said, good luck, good luck, hope you make it, then there would be no relationship in that at all. If you allow it, he wants to walk with you each step of the parenting journey. He is walking with me right now as I struggle with the fears of Jessica being in California. He's given me daily wisdom on dealing with Jonathan as he transforms from a young man to an adult. He's given me his daily grace with Jordan as she takes this huge challenge of high school and all that it requires. I still have his grace at this stage of my journey, just like I had his grace on every stage of this journey. And it is up to us as parents not to freak out, but to seek out his wisdom and grace. It is a choice and sometimes a hard one, but it is well worth it. Rules and regulations do have their place, but his wisdom and grace should trump law. Amen? That'll preach. Guys, you are awesome. You're awesome parents. And thank you. We wanted to take some time here to put a couple of chairs. Jason, can I get your help bringing these chairs up here? We believe because we asked for it, we became awesome parents, and we're not ashamed of saying that. It took a lot of time and a lot of work, but we would like to pray for you guys individually with uh, David and Ray coming up here, and we'd like to prophesy and pray over each of you individually, if you would like to. Cherie, could you put on some worship music, some uh, soft worship music, maybe some guitar or something? And uh, we would like to pass on this mantle of being a good father and mother, and being a good discipler. If you would like to sit in in proxy for maybe your kids that are older and have kids of their own, we'd like to pray for you for that. If you don't have kids at all, we'd like to pray for you to be a good disciple. This is not a pressure thing. This is not required. It's just something that we would like to give you if you would like. Amen? Who would like to be first? stuff already and one thing that we talked about you guys hit on last week was talking about a communication and how it's not the it's not the you verbalizing but them receiving 
what you were verbalizing and even in like the last week there has been a total shift in how she responds to what we are saying because it's not it's not about you barking orders it's not about you just telling your kid and didn't I tell you this but the purpose of you telling them is, wasn't for the sake of you telling them it was for them receiving and the same is with God's grace he doesn't give it just you know he, he gives it so we receive it and and one part of the receiving is is part of is repeating and so when when we would have a receive or repeat back what we were saying there was a whole different shift in how she viewed her role in what we were telling her and just uh so just some really awesome stuff and i know that uh i have to go back and i'm going to be uh going on youtube and re-watching a lot of the sessions that we have here because there's just too much cold so would you all pray for us because we're in the middle of creating the audio book claire's got her recording done i'm doing the recording now um, and we're also putting together kind of a workbook slash regular book that we'd like to get out for people. We're going to be cutting up this seminar and putting it out on, on YouTube in small, like, five-minute sections. But, Lord, you know, you guys are part of this team, all right? You kind of played the role of the audience here. But I really want to thank people that encouraged us. Rebecca, you encouraged us to put this down on paper. Ray, you encouraged us to put this together in this seminar. It took a lot of work. But you know what it did to us? It, it, it matured us. It refined the message so that we can get it out. And I want to thank you guys. But as, this, as we bring the audiobook together and the, the rest of the stuff, please, please be with us. Uh, pray for it. Pray for restoration of the family. Pray for the fathers to be fathers and the mothers to be mothers. Okay, we need some spirit work done on this stuff because it, it has the ability to really change change society. You know what I'm saying? Amen. So uh, Jason and Leanne have to leave a little bit early, and so they're going to come up, and we're just going to be in the spirit, and we're going to be uh, praying. And if the Lord uh, gives us something, uh, prophecy or something, we're going to leave it. Amen.
just uh, saw like um, uh, different, uh, like if I could call it like a Rubik's cube of love. There were so many sides. There's so many different moving parts. There were so many different colors. And uh, I first got it. Uh, I saw a colors that had dimension to them, but then I saw it kind of making this Rubik's cube, and things were moving, and looked like that there were missing pieces to this structure. And as as you guys were, uh, you guys were like it, these colors and these. There's pictures on there, and it was almost like a uh, this. It was a, a moving image. Uh, and this, as this image was moving, you you saw that there were holes, but then you saw there was places that were complete, and 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 I just saw as that as it was moving, as it was moving, the missing pieces would become a whole, and and I think that as you two practice love, as it's a moving living part of your life because it is that the wholeness and the completeness comes and and the beautiful thing is that the order of this of this image of this moving moving thing this reality almost was just that I was always I always wait for it to make a perfect shape or form and it's like the Lord said, that's not what I'm after. I'm after the move. I'm after the move and the movement of my love, not this perfect cookie cutter square Rubik's Cube where all the colors are perfect on one side. It's, it's not what he was after. He's after the, this amazing process of restoration and he's continuing to do, uh, he's continuing to rebuild the colors in your life and the and the sides of your life and it sometimes that you can get uh, very frustrated on it feels incomplete but God wants you to stop worrying about the incompleteness and start focusing on what's in progress Leanne I just got a picture of some kind of superhero I don't know which one it is but where there's just this ball of energy inside that just kind of builds builds and builds and sometimes you know they, they have to learn how to direct it how to direct that energy and use it but I feel like that energy is building in you that God has got something in you that's been building and building and it's just about ready to come out affect the world in a way that is not your average you know way to affect the world that he's got something in you that's just building and I just see that ball of fire like the sun it started out small and it's just getting bigger and bigger and filling you and it's just about ready to come out and just go all over the place and touch a lot of people in a very effective and Acts 17.11 Lord gave me this that you are like the Bereans or the Berean Jews 
says, Now the Berean Jews were more noble character than those of Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness, and then they examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul was saying was true. You received the message with eagerness, but you are responsible enough to seek out the scriptures to see if it's true. That speaks of a foundational maturity. You're like a pillar in a in a in a in a building that people can can put the weight on. You just don't come and go. You're not tossed by the wind. You are solid, both of you. The Lord can really build off of that. Build off of your both talents, but you are solid, solid people. We bless you as disciples. Rebecca, one of the ones that put a boot in our back and said, go do it. Thank you for kicking us through that doorway. And we're going to, uh, we're going to by proxy, pray for your husband as well, Mr. Alex. He's working right now, right? Making the living. What a, what a mother. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. pray that you increase her ability to receive and then overflow that. So all of the stuff she gets just flows out on the people around her more. Holy Spirit, fill her again. Fill her all the way up. And what a big heart. What a big mother's heart you have. You have a heart that can is easily easily touched by the Holy Spirit. You do not have a hard heart. And the Lord can use that. You sense people's pain quickly. You sense the Spirit's move quickly. Father, I take the bridles off of this heart and let it run, run through the fields towards you, towards the people that need it, towards the children that need it, towards the, those that need a discipler. Let her run to it, Father. Let her be free in this gift that you have given her. This is a mother right here. She is an example of the anointing of a mother. And I think the Lord is going to be bringing to you children that are without a mother, not just orphans, but spiritual children as well. And you're going to disciple them 
and you're going to mother them to look to the Father. And you will create other mothers and multiply mothers out of you. You won't add mothers, you will be multiplying mothers. You'll be teaching mothers how to mother. The feminine side of God. You're going to expose the fin feminine side of God. And it is good, and it is strong, and it is unwavering. Even when everybody else leaves, the mother never leaves. And that's your example. Rebecca, I want to thank you for being a shining example to Claire and I on the, someone that pursues the Lord, unrelenting pursuit of the things of the Lord. Give her more, Lord. Give her more. Rebecca, when I first asked the Lord about you, I just saw peace all over you. And I was like, Lord, she's not always peaceful. He said, I know. But even when she's not feeling peaceful, she chooses to be peaceful choose to be peaceful just like our attitude and we say we can choose our attitude you choose peace even when the things around you are not peaceful and you are a great example of that in the midst of your family life and the stresses of raising a lot of kids you always have a smile on your face Christmas past and ghost of Christmas future where it kind of takes Ebenezer to the past and Ebenezer to the future and and um, I saw this um, ghost of a Roscoe past and ghost of a Roscoe future mm. and there seemed to be this uh, mm. there was no worry about the present but something was like there were certain things you know you knew you knew God's taken care of under the blood and there's certain things in the future you know God's going to take care of but then there's this there's a dimension that something in the past and something in the future were is really deep and it was it was it was like something in, in the past of, of worry was creating a fear for the future and I saw Jesus just say my blood is all over your past and don't you think that my blood is not all over your kids future do not think that he only covers one side of one thing it is all over your life it is all over Alex's life there is there is not one moment that you will be able to think of well you will not see 
Jesus doing amazing things. Even when you are not able to see it, He is going to start revealing and it's he's just going to rob the enemy of any possible uh, of uh, memory in the past, and, and in doing so, he's going to just all the stuff you might be worried about in the future. There's going to be not one moment or speck of hopelessness. It is just going to be complete life, whichever way you look at it. And he's just going to put such a peace. Again, a peace. Rebecca, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to endure a little bit more here. Susanna Wesley. Ever heard of her? The mother of John and Charles Wesley. Okay? Ten children. I thought I was busy with my three. Um, she actually gave birth to 19 children, nine of which died in infancy. One child was crippled, another couldn't talk until she was six. Suzanne herself was sick most of the time. Her house burned down two times. Seem like hopeless conditions for Suzanne. Yet in this, she raised children that would be world changers. That's you. Charles wrote over 9,000 hymns. John helped um, initiate the beginnings of the Great Awakening in the 18th century. John preached to over a million people in his life. Both brothers, along with George Whitfield, are credited for starting the Methodist movement, which later became Methodist denomination. And she had one secret. Once a day, she took her apron and she put it over her head and she went to prayer. She went to seeking the Father in the midst of all of that. And that's where she got her strength to guide and disciple and send those children out to change the world. You have the same anointing. Your future is good. Your kids will multiply in greatness. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Shari. And then Judy. Take a number, you'll be served next. Sit quietly and patiently. Wow, my sister. Hey, girl. lives to 
coworkers, to the people around you, to the people you touch. He is giving you an anointing to speak truth, and people will be like, whoa, yes. wait a minute. Yes. That is right. And you will bring yes. the kingdom and the light and God's revelation into the places where you walk. People, we will change people's thinking by speaking with that authority of truth. this history show and uh, I learned something I never heard before I'm just going to murder this name there was an African queen back in the 1800s Anna Zinga Lambandi African queen she fought the Portuguese who were coming into her land take her people away as slaves. The Lord says, you have that same spirit on you. You won't allow slavery on your people, or the slavery of women in general, or the slavery of sin on the church. You won't allow it because the Lord has given you this courage, has given you this power, has given you this Determination. It's given the, this this hatred of injustice. When you you hate lie and liars, you just won't stand for it, and you will stand up and go. An African queen did this, and that's a spirit. When you just don't have a family. You have a whole nation to protect and to stand up for it and say, this is slavery and this is wrong. This is sin and this is righteousness. And I will stand for righteousness and I will fight for you even though you don't want to be fought for. I will fight for you because you're part of me. You're part of my people. And I will go up against the, one of the greatest nations, kingdom of darkness in the world, Portuguese slavers. And I will fight them. She was known for her brilliant strategies these guys would have muskets and cannons and stuff, and these guys, you know, can sticks and spears and whatever. And he, she defeated them. And that's the power that God's given you. Thank you, Lord, for this queen that is in our presence, and for this intolerance of injustice. Father, give her strategies and words to talk to people and to nations and bring them out of slavery and to defeat to defeat the enemy that would come in and want to enslave them with their thoughts with their deeds and with their unbelief father release words on her release a revelation on her that she has never had before let her step into her authority father i ask that you bring her husband release her husband in the name of jesus man of god anointed 
called, appointed to work with this woman in authority, in the kingdom. Father, let there be no doubt in this woman that whoever you bring her is the one, and let there be no doubt in him. We call him forth in the name of Jesus. In purity, in love, in courage, in character. This man will come into our family, because you're part of us, and he'll be part of our family. Yes. And we bring him in the name of Jesus. And many children from this one, both natural and supernatural. In the name of Jesus. Green. You're a motivator. God, God's put some gifts inside of you, and I just see you motivating a generation. I know you're not a biological mother, but God has given you influence. And uh, I just sensed the Lord as, as we were praying over you. I just, I, I just saw you ministering to a lot of young ladies that are not in the body, not in, even in the church. And uh, I, I just saw you connecting with young girls not even saved and you're going to bring a spark into Christianity because you're a girl who loves to have fun and there's a lot of people that do not see God as fun they don't see God as enjoyable they don't see him as a destiny in their life and because you're you're so infectious in the fact that you, your joy and you know there's never a dull moment in Cherie's world and you, you like to, you, know, you, you bring you bring people a life and, and I, I just sense, the, you know I just sense the Lord in the future here in a dimension of the supernatural just speaking mm. more life Amen. you know I, I, I want to say something else. There's a lot of people out in the world that are trying to live for a cause. And they, they get on these bandwagons for a cause. And a lot of those endeavors sometimes are just kind of their personal endeavors. And I sense the Lord saying, I, I just sense the Lord kind of putting you in a yoke and just saying, Cherie, there, there's, there's a higher cause. There's, I'm not saying you're doing that, but just since the Lord said there's a cause, there's a, a calling on your life to bring people and help, young, especially young ladies, to see the kingdom, see the kingdom of God is, is something. You know, like I said, there's so many things today politically and things around us, and people are trying to stand up for this and fight for that. A lot of those things are just the world, and it, and it it sometimes it goes nowhere. But when we when we fight for the kingdom and the power of life, you know that's that's the thing that brings wholeness and healing. God's going to use you really as an instrument to bring healing to, to young ladies and uh, ministry that way. Father, we just pray right now in Jesus' name, just continue to stir her. Lord, we thank you for the anointing that's fresh upon her life, that mantle. Yes, Lord, you put something inside yes. of her, even when she was a young girl. 
Lord, uh, that was even beyond her own family. Lord, you, you put that spark there. You put that stirring in her heart. Father, we just thank you that yes. even the, in the days ahead, we just see a, a future. We just see uh, not just the future, but we see things in the present just moving ahead, moving forward. Your life is not stuck. You are moving forward in destiny in the kingdom. Never see yourself as stuck. You're not on a plateau. God has his timing, his placement. He's ordered your steps. You're right on time. God's working to perform his will in your life. You just keep smiling, keep rejoicing, stay in the joy of the Lord. You're infectious, you're, you're contagious, and God made you that way. Never apologize for that. You're, you're like a mom. You're, you're like a mother as well. There's a lot of young ladies that they, they don't say it to you, but they, they look at you, they look up to you, they, they see your example, uh, and they actually say to themselves, well, Sherry, Cherie does that, or Cherie's thinking that way. Cherie said that. They, you have a real mark on people. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. By the way, it, it is 8 o'clock. If any of you need to go pick up your children, feel free to go. We're going to continue to just minister here. Okay. We are in the presence of greatness here. Yes. Father, we just thank you for an awesome woman of God. You're truly a mother of Israel, anointed by God. You're like Anna, a prayer, prayer warrior and intercessor, a woman who stayed faithful as a pillar, Stability, perseverance. You know what it's like to stand in the gap, build up the hedge. You've known suffering. You've known what it is to stand, intercede in the night, believe God. You've persevered, you've pressed through, and you've reached the goal. You've seen breakthrough. God has taught your fingers how to fight. You've learned warfare. You're a woman approved of God. Mm-hmm. A woman who's come to a place where the mm-hmm. Lord sees even in heaven you're a champion. Yes. You've overcome. You've come through a lot. And the Lord comes even this day to just, just I just see a coronation where he coronates you this evening, even with his loving kindness. You truly know what it is to give him your ashes for beauty. You truly know what it is to make that exchange. There was a day where you were a Martha, and you were troubled about many things, but Mm -hmm. you learned to enter into rest and trust in the Lord. Mm -hmm. You've learned to wait at his feet. You've learned to be nurtured and blessed, fed by his word. You've learned what it is to stop striving and enter into rest. And the Lord has taught you these things so that you would in turn impart to others, and you're doing this. You've been a mother in Israel, an example to the flock, a true shepherdess in the house of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, I saw in the Spirit that you were a lighthouse 
that had been carved out of this cliff. There was the cliff, and then there was the lighthouse. And it's like I saw you up there pointing the direction with the light. But as I look closer, it's like I couldn't tell the difference from where the cliff or the rock stopped and you started. You had been in, you are so part of the rock, Jesus, pointing the light that he is, he looks like you and you look like him. That's really cool. But you're up there and you've been battered, you've been hit by the waves, you've endured the storms. And he said, while I'm up here, I'm going to be pointing the light. I'm going to be pointing the way. I'm going to show these people, these new kids, if you will, where the hot rocks are. And you're going to say, avoid this and avoid that. You are, you are more solid than you think you are because you're grafted into Jesus. Jesus has the ability to flow through you. You are a willing tool, and I want to thank you for that. Stable, secure. You know, one of our topics tonight was to give them what they need, cut the sandwich different. And I just saw that you're the kind of mom that sees what people need give them what they need. The Lord just shows you this person needs that. This other person needs something else. And you give them what they need to build that security and that foundation and that relationship. And that is really a blessing to others. They're very quiet about it. But that's who you are. Just give them what they need. that to you, and then you just go and do it. That is such a blessing. Paula, when I see you, I always see someone younger than what you think you are. That you have so much, um, so much that you have done, so much experience, yet so much ahead of you with what you're doing in your work, that you are you're not stuck in your ways. You are always learning and growing. And it's so encouraging to see someone who is still open to change and still open to, to receive something different that God puts on your heart. And, uh, and all the things that you do for people, so many things that are unseen. And, um, and God sees it all. And it's, it's so amazing that all that you do, and there's even more that he has for you because you're open you are a willing vessel and God is so pleased that he has someone that he can share new things with and Paul has always been uh, you've always been one who uh, many times when someone has a need you actually want the need met for them more than they want it for themselves and you've seen breakthrough happen many times for people, and you you've always felt like um, you've had a you've been honored to be a part of the breakthrough because it's part partly part of what's going on is when you when you intercede or when you're 
when you're uh, standing in a gap for somebody and, and God comes through, it, it feels like it's partly part of it's my victory too. Their their victory is partly my victory, just just because you're we're we're all pulling for the same spirit to move in people, and um, I really felt you have been a uh, you have been such a um, observer of God's breakthrough, and I feel that He is going to um, start to. This is. I can give this word to you. I can't give this to everybody. Uh oh. Okay. Stop the recording. This word has a context. <laughs> okay. God's giving you some breakthrough. Um. You're you're gonna be like a juggernaut, where you've seen God break through for people, but now He's going to give you that helmet. And you're going to start breaking through some things. And it's not going to be like you making a petition for God to go break through. It's like, it's your time. It's your turn to calm some storms. Like the thing that the disciples were made to do, you are now going to start speaking to storms. Where in the past, you have gone and woke up Jesus many times. Four people. And even for yourself. But this is going to be a time, a season, where um, you're going to start talking to the storms. And you're going to start doing some really impossible stuff. And here's the reason why. It's because people don't, people, people know God can do stuff. The, the problem lies in where they think what they, their part is. Like I believe all my life, oh God can do that. Oh yeah, He can do anything He wants to. What about what about His people? Because if a king if if a king doesn't empower His people, what good is the king anyway? So, and God is empowering you to start making some of those declarations, and He wants you to do it, and He wants you to feel like you are getting the glory with Him. Okay. Amen. else want to be prayed for or maybe you have something do you want some goodies why are you no we really don't we are here for you book's been written. I'm here to tell you the book has just begun. What you thought was the story, that script has been thrown out in the trash. Your heart has changed since I've known you two or three years ago.
Sometimes it takes heat and a sledgehammer to sharpen a sword. And you've had some heat, and you've had what you thought was a sledgehammer. And you thought this is unfair or unloving or whatever. It's actually sharpening you so that you can be not just a clump of metal, but an actual tool. Good news and bad news. Good news is you're a tool that can be used. The bad news is that God is always sharpening us. Sharpens me. Bet your ray's been sharpened this week for something. Metal sharpens metal. Your daddy in heaven is proud of you. You are like his little girl sitting on his lap. There's no shame in his heart. There's no guilt, no, oh, I wish I would have. All he sees is the blood of Jesus and you, and he is thrilled. He is happy. He likes to see you dance in front of him. You like to dance? Yeah. And you know what he says? I love it when she dances. I just. Oh, it just thrills my heart. When she dances, I dance. I tap my toes and make I make thunder all over the world because Miranda is dancing. He is lost in you. He loves you so much. I don't know if you can see that or not. I saw David and Kim's little girl with the bow in her hair and a little dress and how he sees you. You are just so precious to him. And when you're the most lonely, he's got you right here. He is cuddling. He is protecting. You're right there in his big arms and his big chest. When you're the most lonely, you're the most hopeless he has the hope for you your book has just started the old stuff has been washed out like a flood it's gone you and your kid you are on a great path a loving path full of hope full of glory You're going to be able to love on people that some others wouldn't want to love on. You're going to love on those that maybe get lost or invisible. There's a lot of invisible people out there. You can see them. They're hurting. And you're going to love on them like a mother. Unconditional. Right? You love your baby unconditionally. Right? That's how you're going to love because that's how your father loves you. Your father's not mad at you. Never has been. You may think he wants to punish you, but somebody got in the way. And God punished him instead. 
He punished him completely. Jesus took it all for you. All of it. And this guilt and shame that the devil may want to try to put on you, it doesn't belong to you. It belongs to Jesus. And he took it. Will you let him take it? So what's left if there's no guilt or shame? What's left? It's just love. Daddy's love. Papa's love. And you don't have to say or do anything but just be yourself. He loves you just the way you are, the way you dance. Who you are. He made you perfect. Right here. This is perfect. I'm looking at perfection, says the Father. And I'll tell you, I'll take all of you right now. I'd like to give you a hug from Papa God. Is that okay? This is a hug from Papa God. And he's never going to leave you ever, 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 ever. If you run from him, he'll be running right beside you. If you try to dive to the deepest ocean, he'll throw on a tank and be down there with you. If you run to the highest mountain, he'll be cold, but he'll be right there with you. There is no place in the world you can run from him because he loves you so much just the way you are. Revelation of love flood this woman right now. Miranda, have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? How about a Philip? Would you like a Philip? Why don't you lift up your hands like you're going to receive something. Holy Spirit, baptize her in the name of Jesus. I baptize you again. In Holy Spirit and in fire. Fill her up. Holy Spirit, fill her up. And as you're being filled up, fear is just being pushed out. Doubt is being pushed out. Anxiety about the future being pushed out because you're just being filled up, overflowing with the Holy Spirit. A new joy. A new happiness. A new dance. Thank you, Father, for giving us Miranda, for this gift of Miranda. Thank you for letting us enjoy her like you enjoy her. <coughs> There's going to be a new power, Miranda, that you may have not experienced. You'll hear the Holy Spirit say something, and you'll repeat it, and you'll see powerful things happen. You'll see that new job come. You'll see your friends change because you're praying for them a power that you've never experienced before. You'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You'll lay hands on your family members and they will recover. You'll have a new passion and a love for your family, your whole family, I'm talking the whole family, for their release into the kingdom. You guys come from a good family. The reason I know this is because the devil's tried to attack it for decades. Power, Lord. Power in the name of Jesus. Power to heal the sick, to cast out the devils. 
to free the captives. Freedom from drug addiction, alcohol addiction, and tobacco addiction will come from this woman of God. You are a great mother, says the Lord, in the name of Jesus. You have been chosen and anointed to be a great mother, and you are a great mother. in a palace you're about three or four years old and you have the authority of a princess who is learning how to use her authority and the Lord wants to show you how to rule with wisdom for the good of your kingdom which is wherever you are Mm. right now you have some authority and he wants to grow that authority as you grow in the kingdom and he wants to reveal to you mm-hmm. the wisdom of using that authority and it may start with your little girl and he'll teach you things through her if you let him and you say Lord what about this what about that but he'll also show you how it applies in the world around you. And so be encouraged that he's got a lot to teach you. And when you grow up from being a princess, Mm. then you're a queen. Mm. And you will have the authority and power in the kingdom to say something and it gets done because you said it. Yes. And that's all it takes. And he is growing you in that. Yes. And it's going to be amazing what you will say and it'll be done just because you said it. Yes. Because you have that position. Miranda, I'd like a I'd like a gift from you. I believe that this word about power is from the Lord. And I would like you to step out when the Holy Spirit tells you, pray for this person or that person. And I would like the gift for you to come back and share the miracles that happen through your obedience of laying on of hands. Maybe a healing, maybe a deliverance of somebody, maybe coming somebody coming to the Lord. He's going to use you as this tool. Remember the heat and the pressure, the pounding? It's to put you as a tool. And now you have the power of the Holy Spirit to use that tool for His glory. But I would like testimonies back from you. James prayed for this person. You know, It's going to encourage others. It really does. So would you do that for us? Gift us with that. Okay, we're going to hold accountable for you. This week, uh, Miranda's going to... Miranda, share... 10,000 people to the Lord. Great. Okay? It's going to happen. Amen. Thank you. Any, uh, anyone else like prayer? Yay, Miss Cat. <clears throat> and we're going to pretend your husband Arthur is here too, okay? Since you guys are a team. Amen? Cat, what's your last name? 
Oz? Osbrooks. Osbrooks. Thank you, Lord, for cat. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Cat, you've been asking something from the Lord specifically. Have you been asking him for something? I just felt to ask you that. Almost like, it looked like a Christmas list, but there was something at the top of the list. Maybe you can't. Guidance and purpose. Okay. So, I'm going to ask that a door be opened, and behind that door is something you've never seen before. And that is the real identity of who Father God is. Something that you've never seen before. Okay? And when you see Father God, <coughs> you're going to get your purpose. Because you'll see him doing it. And you'll get guidance because he'll walk with you. Not say, go over there. He like takes you by the hand and walks with you. That's how he does it. Mm -hmm. Would you like that door open? Just to see the Father? Okay. So let's close our eyes. And I'm going to close my eyes with you. And Father, we walk up to this door. Lord, I ask that you show cat what that door is. What what's that door look like, cat? Is it wooden or is it metal? Is it white or is it black? Can you describe the door to me? It's a blue door. Okay. Is it a push door or is there a handle on it that you pull? A lock? Oh, okay. So we're going to agree with you, if you would like to. Is there anything standing in the way of you opening this door? Person or an event or anything? Okay. So would you like to go open that door? All right. Ladies, why don't you lay your hands on her? Father, as Kat pushes this door, I ask that you give her a vision of the true Father God. Something beyond that she's been taught or even imagined but a brand new, never seen before vision of who Father is behind this door. Revealed specifically to her. This blue door is now open. There is nothing standing between cats 
and her new vision of the Father. It may be so big, Kat, that it takes some time for you to absorb all of the identity of this vision you're seeing. But if you would trust him, he would like you to take his hand that's outstretched to you and walk side by side with you on this path that is now laid out. As you walk with him, there will be a new power. There will be a new lightness. Fear won't even be able to exist between you and your father. And you're holding his hand so tight, yet so lovingly. And his hand is so strong, but it doesn't crush. And there is a new feeling. You might not have ever felt before. And that feeling is liquid love coming from your Father. Unconditional. No assumptions. No rules. Just love. And it's going to start at your fingertips and work its way up your arm to your shoulders and just permeate your whole being. You're on a path of love with your Father. A new image of the Father. May freak you out a little bit and want to let go and run back into this room. And that's okay too. He's always there. His mercies are new every morning. Generational curses have been dealt with at the cross, they are covered in the blood what you thought might be passed down to your children will not you have stopped it Kat you're going to be you're going to be somebody that brings revelation because you are a seeker and you are an asker not content with the status quo. You want the truth. And since you do, God will be revealing himself to you in new ways every day. You are a seeker of revelation, an exposer of revelation, new stuff. It's going to thrill your heart and you can't wait for the next day because you're going to get something new. your faithfulness in pursuing the Lord you show up you want the truth and it's going to come to you you may even pass that truth on to your friends to your co-workers to your family 
sounds weird, but you're a revealer of revelation. And it's deeper than what it sounds like. You're going to show people the door, show the path, and they're going to walk through it too, into their freedom, into their new relationship with the majority of your wheel was bankrupts and skip your turns and there was only like one wheel on there one little spot that was like a hundred dollars it was barely anything and whatever you spun it always it, there was just such a long season of I'm not getting anything out of it. it always goes to somebody else why is everyone else getting it and why am I working so hard and not where, where is it God where do I where is where do I fit and I really feel that there's a, I saw God come into the game and I saw him start to take off all of those panels that say bankrupt, lose a turn. And then there was just, it was just like the game where there's only two. And he, he went with you and he took your hand and he 
had you remove the last bankrupt and the last lose your turn. And he is he's going to remove any fear of failure. Any possibility, any thought that would make you feel like the best is not for you. That thought, that possibility is gone. You were not born to live off-brand. You are a classy woman. You are a queen. You deserve the best of the best. And you are not to settle. It's not in the game. And it's, instead of it being Wheel of Fortune, I see like, wheel of prophecy and the word of the Lord it is you're trying to figure out the word of the Lord and the word of the Lord it's a five letter word and it's favor and the word for you in your season is favor no matter what no matter what you spend there's favor and part of it is a spirit of excellence that's on you which is why you have such an amazing outlet with your knitting there's a major there's a lot of prophetic stuff that happens when you do that people get healed their imagination gets sparked people who are burnt out see the creative manifestation with what you're doing and something people start talking to you about their life when you give them this gift and don't be surprised because what you're doing is you're you're waking up the dead dreams in their heart with these things. It is, it is totally not you, but God's using your hands to do it. And so I just see, I don't know if that makes any sense, but um, then I, I just see like no matter what, no matter what you spin, God is investing in your spin. And I heard this phrase and, and it sounds weird, but God cares about your heart. But he, thank God he doesn't care about your opinion. And I was like, ouch, that hurts. What's the difference? Sometimes our opinions get in the way of what our heart wants. Because our opinions can be shaped, but it's God who instills the, the passions of our heart. And he wants to bring those out, but sometimes our opinion and what we think is going to happen gets in the way of us really pursuing those things and God cares about the things that you have on your heart that you want in life and, and the purpose and, and what are things mean he cares about that and sometimes our opinion get in the way and thank God he doesn't care about our opinion he's, he's going to pursue you getting the things on your heart he wants you to have those and he wants you to take off any limitations off the wheel he is, he is making it not fair in your favor to win.